0: This podcast is an invitation to feel and experience the souls of famous old Hollywood homes and to have an in-depth journey to the areas where they're located through interviews with longtime residents. Either you're a fan of old Hollywood in Los Angeles, planning to have a vacation, or, an even bigger step, considering a certain area for your future home. This is your opportunity to receive valuable information and insightful advice you won't find anywhere else.
1: Hello, hello. And welcome to my podcast. Are you in the mood for California? Today, we'll explore and feel Los Angeles International Airport, located in Westchester, followed by an interview with the wonderful Russell Sakamoto, who lives in the area, and will share with us what life is like there.
2: Well, Westchester is best known for being the neighbor to LAX Airport. Mm-hmm. A lot of different communities in Los Angeles, but people, you know, fly in and out of LAX quite frequently, so it's a very well-known attraction here. The good or bad news is um, Westchester is located five to ten minutes from LAX, so you can get from your house to LAX very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the negative is obviously all the noise pollution from the planes, which you can hear. Although the city has installed uh, two sets of windows in most homes in the Westchester area. So when you're closed, it's very nice. But when you want to actually open your window, it's not opening just one window,
0: but it's two windows. Masha Korpacheva is a California-based realtor and a member of the National Association of Realtors in Los Angeles. She's an advocate for selling and buying homes with soul and practicing mindfulness in real estate. With master's degrees in spiritual psychology and linguistics, Masha brings all of her skills to work with her clients. An intuit and empath, she has touched many lives with her outstanding ability to see beyond the visible and helping to come to better understanding of issues and their resolutions an adventurous world traveler. From climbing Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania to exploring the Galapagos Islands, Masha has a particular passion for the City of Angels. Having landed in this paradise and adopted it as her home, she's been sharing old Hollywood stories since 2007. In the mood for California, feel the soul of old Hollywood.
1: And now, are you ready to feel the soul of Los Angeles International Airport? When 13 years after the first commercial flight in the United States, Charles Lindbergh came to Los Angeles in September 1927 on his 48-state tour of the country following his historic cross-Atlantic flight, he stated that Airports are the most important factor in the development of aviation. I wish to say that if you expect to keep your city on the air map, it will be necessary to construct a municipal airport. Sure enough, Los Angeles wanted to claim its spot on the air map. The only thing left to do was to choose an appropriate location. There was a parcel of land that at some point was part of a large Mexican land grant known as the Rancho Salsal Redondo. It took its name from a clump of willows stretched along the coast from what is now Playa del Rey to Redondo Beach and extended inland to Inglewood. It changed hands several times, including being owned by a Scottish lord, Sir. Robert Burnett from 1860 till 1873. And by 1922, wheat, barley, and lima beans were growing there in abundance. At that time, pioneer aviators were magically drawn to this field, using its portion, still rough ground, as a takeoff and landing strip. People were so curious about early flying machines that they didn't mind to come out to the country to see them. It was becoming quite an attraction. Within only months of Lindbergh's recommendation, the city was already surveying for a site to establish an airport. Real estate agent William W. Mines, representing the owner of the land, offered 640 acres of airplane-friendly rancho to use as an airport for the city of Los Angeles. The city ended up signing a 10-year lease, and the fields with wheat, barley, and lima beans gave way to dirt landing strips. It became LA's first municipal airport and was known as Minesfield after the realtor who promoted it. It opened on October 1, 1928, and the first structure, Hangar Number 1, was built in 1929 by the Curtis Wright Company and was used as a flight school and to service its small aircraft fleet. You can still see the Spanish colonial revival-style building at the airport it remains in active use and is listed on the National Register of Historic Places. In 1937, upon the end of the lease, Minesfield was purchased by the City of Los Angeles. Four years later, a 3.5 million bond was passed for new construction and the site was renamed into Los Angeles Airport. Thus, Unpretentious aviation facility would get on its way to turning into fifth biggest and busiest airports in the world. In 1949, the former bean fields were rechristened Los Angeles International Airport, and have been expanded and reconstructed multiple times to meet the needs of burgeoning jet age. In 2000, the LAX beautification design team, including LA artists Paul Zaintopoulos and Selberg Perkins Design, in collaboration with TED Tokyo Tanaka Architects, designed a major public art kinetic light installation for the perimeter of the airport, LAX Gateway Pylons, consisting of freestanding, translucent, internally-lit glass columns, welcoming an increasing number of visitors every year. Even though it is illegal to limit the number of passengers that use an airport, in December 2005, the city agreed to limit the passenger gates to 163. When passenger usage gets to 75 million, a maximum of two gates a year for up to five years will be closed, intending to limit growth to 79 million passengers a year. From claiming its spot on the air map to making its airport one of the most significant in the world, the city of Angels knew exactly what Charles Lindbergh meant when he said, Sometimes flying feels too Godlike to be attained by man. Sometimes the world from above seems too beautiful, too wonderful, too distant for human eyes to see. My beloved Los Angeles, every time I'm on the plane and see from above your mesmerizing vastness, embraced by mountains and cuddled by the ocean, it takes my breath away because there is just no other city that can be compared to you. And here we are. Welcome to Westchester. I'm so happy to have wonderful Russell Sakamoto as my guest today. Russell is a Chief Accounting Officer of the Los Angeles Times the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of Russell personally. They do not necessarily reflect the views and positions of the Los Angeles Times. Russell will share with us what it feels like to live in Westchester. Hello, Russell.
2: Hello, Masha.
1: I was so looking forward to our conversation about Westchester today.
2: I am too. Thank you for inviting me to your podcast.
1: Of course, of course. So uh, it's a neighborhood on the west side of Los Angeles, and it is home to Los Angeles International Airport, Loyola Marymount University, Otis College of Art and Design, and Westchester Enriched Sciences Magnet Schools. And I'm really curious, what does it actually feel like uh, to live in this area?
2: Um, well, Westchester is best known for being the neighbor to LAX airport. Uh-huh.
1: a lot of different
2: communities in Los Angeles, but people you know, fly in and out of LAX quite frequently, so it's a very well-known attraction here. The good or bad news is um, Westchester is located 5 to 10 minutes from LAX. So you can get from your house to LAX very quickly. Mm -hmm. The negative is obviously all the noise pollution from the planes, which you can hear, although the city has installed Uh, two sets of windows in most homes in the Westchester area. So when you're closed, it's very nice. But when you want to actually open your window, it's not opening just one window, but it's two windows.
1: Right. Interesting. So the city actually installed double windows in all of the homes. Wow.
2: They had a big soundproofing project uh, many years back and um, they replaced a lot of the windows in many of the homes in the Westchester area.
1: Very, very interesting. Wow. So besides, uh, you know, being so close to LAX, how do you feel when you are in your area? Like, Do you feel safe? Do you feel like relaxed? Do you feel it's a friendly neighborhood? Oh,
2: Westchester is a great place to live. You know, the people who live here are very down to earth. You know, a lot of times uh, neighbors may have block parties. Neighbors mm. will get together and just have a barbecue or just celebrate. And the community actually has its own Fourth of July parade where uh, they do a parade uh, down to uh, Westchester. And it's a a great little community with a lot of families, so... I feel very safe and secure living here in this
1: area. Mm-hmm, wonderful. And yes, block parties are the best. It really brings uh, all the neighbors together. It's so wonderful. Yes. So, if you were to describe Westchester to someone who has never been there, what are like the first adjectives that come to your mind?
2: Um, I would say it's very family-oriented. You know, it's the average working person in LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the area has changed over time. You know, about twenty years ago, you know, single-family homes in the area used to go for probably in the mid two hundreds. Just with the escalation in price in LA, prices now start at you know starter homes probably starting at about a million. Mm -hmm. So, uh, because of the change in economics, um, you know, it has also attracted you know I'll call it more affluent families just because of the pricing of homes in Mm there.
1: Okay, and. So uh, did you notice how high-tech companies that are located very close by affect the area?
2: Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think about 10 years ago, Facebook, Google, and other high-tech companies moved into Playa Vista, which is just down the hill from uh, Loyola Marymount University. Mm -hmm. Uh, When that occurred, they dubbed that area Silicon Beach. And uh, it seemed like uh, it was great that they brought in these businesses, And all these professionals, Uh, but what that did was it also increased the home prices for people wanting to get into the area uh, by a few hundred thousands. So it's a great thing that it occurred. I'm happy as a homeowner, but unfortunately, it may have priced some people out of the area.
1: Right, right. That totally makes sense. And also, it probably all besides you know bumping up the prices. Also, the kind of people that would be moving into, you know, even Westchester, uh, you know, will be like young professionals uh, who are interested in some startup businesses or working for those uh, high tech companies.
2: Absolutely. I would say you have a good mix of young professionals as well as residents who have been in the area 40, 50 years you know, so it's it's a good mix of people, and it makes it a very interesting and diverse uh, community here.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, do you have any knowledge of the schools in Westchester? Would you say uh, the school rating is uh, pretty good?
2: Um, I personally don't know the school ratings, but from what I've heard from friends, is. Uh, they're all very happy with the school system here, education mm-hmm. that the children get. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that's that's very good, yeah. Because the way you were describing it, it it's like a family neighborhood, and a lot of uh, you know young professionals like if they're coming there, so they would probably be considering you know having a family in the area. So schools would have to, you know, meet the requirements of the families for sure. Yes, absolutely. So, uh Russell, why did you choose to live in Westchester and how would you say it affected the quality of your life?
2: Well, uh being an accountant, and a CPA, when I was looking for a home, you always look at what you can afford. When I looked in the area about 15 years ago, I liked the Westchester area and where it was located. Uh-huh. Uh, To me, it was from Westchester. It is five to ten minutes to the beach. The Marina del Rey and Culver City are five to ten minutes away to the north. Uh LAX, uh, I used to travel quite a bit. And LAX, it's very convenient to travel there. Um, So there's lots of places you can go from Westchester. Besides the fact that uh, the pricing in Westchester was very reasonable. Um, There are a lot of young families here. It was a very... And it still is a very safe community. and I just like the the feel of the uh, the city and that it seemed very small as opposed to the larger uh, city of LA itself
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you would say that the quality of your life was enhanced uh, by moving to Westchester.
2: Oh absolutely. Before I lived in Westchester, I lived in a small apartment mm-hmm. in West Los Angeles and um, traffic there just got worse and worse. Again, you're living in a small apartment as opposed to a home that you can make your own. So it has definitely been very pleasurable to own my own home, to make changes to as, it, as I see fits, and to enjoy being a
1: homeowner. Mm, wonderful, wonderful. So, and that, you know, brings me uh, to my next question. What does your home actually mean to you? What would you say is the heart of your home?
2: Um, well, I'd say... Pre-pandemic, the home was the place I would come back and relax. I would watch TV. It would just be a place of enjoyment. Now with hybrid work, it's a mixed use of both business and home. Mm-hmm. The homes in Westchester are smaller. Uh, my house is a 1950s house. So since the rooms are smaller, a lot of the rooms have now become a mix of both business and personal. Mm-hmm. I've seen this with my friends also uh, with uh, remote schooling and doing Zoom calls. Their once personal space is now both business and personal. Mm -hmm. But I enjoy owning a home in Westchester. Uh, I love to have uh, family over and friends over. Uh, I wish the house were larger. Again, back in the 1950s, they didn't make large uh, community rooms. So Mm -hmm. you can't have a big group of people over. But uh, home is, like they say, home is where your heart is. And it's about family and Friends. Right. I'm just so lucky to have been able to get into the area when I did because of the not only that, but my neighbors who are here. Mm-hmm. One of our neighbors down the street, uh, Pete and Kate, uh, during the pandemic, they arranged to have outdoor six foot meetings just to. Uh, enjoy a glass of wine on Friday afternoons. It was just um, so thoughtful of them to organize something for the entire block. You can invite whoever you wanted. And it was just a change to break up the monotony during COVID. So yes. that's the type of uh, community that's here. It's, you have people who do things like that, you know, with no expectations, but we all enjoy getting to know our neighbors and learning more about each other. So mm-hmm. that's what I love about the Westchester area.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, I can, I can see that. So you really did make the right decision and the right choice with um you know, moving to Westchester—it sounds like it—and you're a lucky man.
2: Yes, thank you. No, it's better lucky to be good, but I have some great neighbors who um, we watch over each other, and uh, it feels like an extended
1: family. Right, right. Totally makes sense. Absolutely. And um, what are your favorite activities uh, besides work and? Is living in Westchester conducive to your lifestyle?
2: Oh, let's see. Well, one of my favorite things is uh, within Westchester, they have a tiny farmer's market on Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. It's not a large farmer's market, so it's not a Santa Monica or Torrance farmer's market, but it's, I'll call it a local community farmer's market where you can go there to get fresh fruits and vegetables. Some people cook some uh, different dishes, uh, there's a person who prepares pasta, a person who prepares gumbo, and I just to go enjoy going there to walk around, not hassle with any crowds, just pick up items that I need uh-huh. and to get in and out of there in you know, less than ten minutes. Oh. So it's it's a great thing for the community, you know. In that you don't have to go far and you don't have to fight crowds in order to get, you know, you know, I'll call it, uh, you know, your weekly uh, food ingredients.
1: Right, right. So, is this like a regular farmers market, or it's only on Sundays? Uh,
2: it is only on Sundays. Mm-hmm.
1: And and what are the hours and where is it located in Westchester?
2: Let's see. So it's located uh, just east of the mm-hmm. south Manchester. Mm-hmm. I don't know what time they open because I'm not a morning person right (laughs) they they close down you know at around one or two o'clock depending on how vendor sales are going
1: okay okay got it so like 10 or 11 um would be a good time to go there probably so that'll be like in the middle of the hours
2: absolutely Mm -hmm.
1: okay great so what is your favorite store in uh westchester
2: uh please don't laugh at me but uh since i'm a a CPA, I enjoy going to Staples or going there.
1: I love this. This is beautiful.
2: Oh yeah. Fortunately or unfortunately, I think everyone there knows me by name. So uh yes, I'm there quite awesome.
1: Okay, great. Uh what is your favorite restaurant in Westchester? Oh,
2: that is such a difficult question because there's so many good long-standing family restaurants here in Westchester. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily have fancy restaurants, but we have a lot of great family restaurants. Mm-hmm. Uh, For instance, uh, there's a restaurant called Alejos that has excellent Italian food, pizzas, and pastas. Mm -hmm. We have a great uh, morning diner called Dinah's. I don't know how long it's been here, you know, Mm. over 40, 50 years. It's an old 50s diner, and it's been in many movies. Mm. It was in The Big Lebowski, in Little Miss Sunshine. And they've even shot modern family you know, inside the restaurant because it's so iconic.
1: Oh, that's great. What street is uh, the diner? So? Uh
2: it's also on Sepulveda right okay. now. Um, they're going to do some remodeling in the area, but. Uh, we hope they don't change our historical institution, but a great place for a breakfast or brunch.
1: Mm-hmm. And probably also a great place uh, to stop by if you're in LAX area before you catch a flight.
2: Absolutely. And mm-hmm. uh, we have a lot of visitors catching flights who actually visit our local in and out It's a huge chain, but uh, we see a lot of people toting their suitcases over to get a bite of in and out and then heading back to the airport. So it's a very busy In-N-Out. And yeah, I'm sure everyone knows in and out but great burger
1: place. Yes, yes. And yes, I'm actually familiar with this one, in and out next to LAX. Yes, it is very popular.
2: But uh, again, there's so many great restaurants here. I love food. Uh, there's a great Thai restaurant called Ayara Thai. Um, we have some great Mexican restaurants. Taco Tacos have been here forever. They opened a Benny's. So just a lot of very good food, but nothing fancy. Some mm-hmm. place to go in shorts and a t shirt and enjoy some great home cooked food on a, in a non fancy setting. So uh, I really enjoy that here. And there's so many different types of food all within minutes of each other.
1: Mm. Well, that sounds just wonderful that you're so close by to, you know, family cooked uh, food. That's great. Okay. My next question to you. What are your favorite streets to go for walks if you do like walking as part of your exercising?
2: (laughs) Yes, Uh, I would say, well, I love the area I live in. So often uh, my wife and I will go walking at night just within the area and we feel very safe. We feel very comfortable. We walk around saying hello to neighbors. Um, there's always been uh, construction going on because of Silicon Beach, so people are doing a lot of home improvement. Mm-hmm. So it's always fun to walk around to see what they have going on. And I wouldn't say there's any particular streets I enjoy walking on. I just like walking around in the area and just seeing what's going on. And everyone's so nice and friendly um, that you'll run into people walking their dogs. And it's just a very nice, safe community, if you like walking
1: around. Mm, I see. That's great. And my last question to you, where can you see the best sunsets in Westchester?
2: Well, I would say uh, about five to ten minutes west of Westchester is Dockweiler Beach. Mm -hmm. So it's a short drive. It would probably be a very long walk, probably a 45-minute walk. But you could definitely do a walk to go to the beach to see the sun setting over the beach. Uh, that's where I would go to see my sunset.
0: Oh,
1: yes. The sun setting, you know, over the ocean. That's wonderful.
2: Yes. And hopefully it continues. But sometimes in the summer, the algae comes in. So they have the blue bioluminescence. Mm-hmm. The ocean actually glows that nice light blue. Mm-hmm. Many times we've gone down to Dockweiler Beach to see the waves crashing and making these beautiful blue light shows, you know, in the ocean.
1: Yes. Yes, it must be a really beautiful view.
2: Yes, it's it's great. Unfortunately, uh, video recordings doesn't do it justice, but I I highly recommend, if you're in the area, just to go down and see that.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for the recommendation. Well, Russell, I really enjoyed um, talking to you about this, you know, very unique in its own way neighborhood and because of the location and because of its closeness to Silicon Beach nowadays, and also... It was really wonderful to hear that it is a very family-oriented neighborhood. And, you know, I you know cannot wait to go down to Dockweiler Beach to see the sunset now as well, you know, after probably trying some, like, you know, family, uh, you know, cooked uh, meal at one of the restaurants that you mentioned.
2: Yes, I highly recommend the area. It's a great place to come, have a good meal, you know, walk to the beach and see a sunset so hopefully you'll be able to make it out here Masha.
1: yes hopefully absolutely well thank you so much once again it was a real pleasure talking to you russell oh,
2: it was great talking to you and thank you again for inviting me <laughs>
1: thank you bye-bye Bye. I hope you enjoyed experiencing Los Angeles International Airport and getting a feel of what it's like to live in Westchester with our special guest, Russell Sakamoto. Please press the like button, follow and share your feedback for the podcast. Your time and support are greatly appreciated. Well, next time we are traveling to Pacific Palisades. And we'll find out some fascinating details about this coveted neighborhood. Looking forward to seeing you there.
0: In the mood for California, feel the soul of old Hollywood.